luck, buddy. Y'all already know who it is. Tell them who it is. It's your boy. That boy shake the bone on Friday night. You know who it is. It's your boy. That boy shake the bone be the tan or right. You know who you is. Tell them who it is. It's your boy. That was your boys by your boys. This is your boy, Corey Tulliba, and I am here with one half of your boys, Joe Argosta from the hit group, your boys. That's Joe. five your boys so far. Pretty yeah. good. Well, tallied up. Uh, what's going on, man? Stuff in the staff sheet. <laughs> you know already. I'm nothing, man. I'm very excited to talk about something. I have no idea what I'm talking about today. Yeah, we are going to do a really fun exercise that I will break down and, and kind of explain why I think it's a, a fun and important thing to talk about. Uh, but this is the Home It Away podcast on the No Ceilings NBA podcast feed. And the purpose of this podcast feed is to bring on outside voices. I am the home. Joe is going to be the away today to kind of diversify the feed and, um, you know, just give the up, give you an opportunity to listen to some people that you otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity to hear. So um, I would have worn an alternate jersey if I knew it was the away, by the way. Well, you're wearing dark, so you, you're at least wearing the, the right color scheme. <laughs> Pretty um, good. So Joe and I have been friends for uh, a very long time and we used to tour together. We spent a ton of time on the road, traveling the world. I used to do security for his band when I was in high school. It's a whole thing. Uh, Joe, just before we get started on the basketball stuff, tell right. the people what it is that you actually do professionally, um, you know, out there in the world. My name is Joe Ragasta and I am in a group called you boys on universal and Republic records. Uh, you should listen to it. That seems like a really good idea. You should tell everyone to do that. And then also, they already they, they listen to twenty seconds already. Oh, they we nailed it. That, I believe that's called platinum <laughs> certification. You'll figure it out. Um, and I also I write songs for other artists. And all that I really care about is professional basketball, which is why today is a very puzzling day for me because it's my first basketball podcast. And I'm talking about anything but professional basketball. <laughs> um, so what's funny is, like I said, we have spent so much time together throughout our lives uh, touring on the road. And some of like my most vivid professional basketball memories happened when I was out on tour. Like I, we were in Cleveland, Ohio um, when the bulls were on top of the world and Derek Rose was coming off an MVP. Uh, the bulls were looking great and he tears his ACL, which basically derails the next like decade for the bulls. But like you were inconsolable as we I was, truly depressed like they made a i remember commercial. the show being like specifically fantastic which at the time for us because this is when that happened which is a very long time ago and our band was very very small and we had a huge day and everyone was pumped and you were just like hmm. and it was, I, I, was, it. I was very sad and i even think i set the record at the venue on like the papa shot game earlier I, that day so i every, think about it every time i play that game <laughs> the show you put on that day everything was shaping up beautifully and like you know derrick rose got hurt and the bulls never covered but that's a story I remember for getting off stage and you're being like Derek rose towards acl i was like i'm so sorry to hear about this you're like you don't get it you walked away from it. you didn't get it at the time now you would get it because now oh. you find, how so basically through the entire duration of our friendship you didn't watch basketball what's amazing is we've been you know i'd say top three best friends both ways like you're one of my top three best friends i think i might be in your top three easily Oh, God, it feels good. You're definitely it in worked, my MySpace guys. top eight. 
<laughs> that's fantastic. You're in there too, buddy. Um, we had a clothing line together. Anyway, uh, we, uh, we spent, I've spent as much time in my life with you as I think I have with my wife. <laughs> like that is how often I've been with you in my life for major events in my, in my life, like chapters of my life that are so huge to my existence. You've been next to me the entire time. And I just didn't care about basketball at all. Cause I'd given it up for music when I got addicted to music a long time ago. And then the pandemic happened and I am obsessed. It's the only thing I think about and talk about all day long outside of my kids and my job is professional basketball. And you're like, do you want to be on this podcast? And I was like, of course I do. And you're like, about college basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an basically an entirely different game. Uh, but, you know, it's, I, I wrote for the website, noceilingsmba.com, uh, a thing. One of my first pieces that I wrote was called uh, Draft Punk. And it was basically, you know, what I love about the draft is that it there are so many similarities to, like, the punk rock scene in that, like, these kids are basically playing in basement shows. Oh, it's amazing to watch. And, I, the, the, the last three hours, I poured through this footage, like, I love it now. It turns out, yeah, like they, it's literally just like people follow these kids from high school all the way to the pros, and like now with technology and like these games are broadcast. But like, still, I you know it's cool. I'll go see like kids in a a big stadium, but like I'll also go see these kids in like a shitty high school gym that like you would Dude. play like a terrible show in. And like, these kids are kids who are going to be superstar players one day, but like they, oh, they dude, start... that's, what, that's what's amazing. About it. It's like seeing Seinfeld before it happened. Like it's like the, the blueprint of the George Costanza character is happening right now. And his dad is, uh, is broadcasting the game. Like his dad's like pass down the side. And it's like the crappiest microphone. I know this is happening now too. Like it's the year 2022. But the footage and audio seems like it's from 1986. You haven't even had the chance to look at some of the like international camera angles. <laughs> like, like, dude, the one international dude. Like, obviously, I I spent very little time looking at the Victor stuff because I've seen most of the Victor stuff. Yeah. Um, but it was like some of the stuff they were saying. Like, the one broadcaster was doing this accent. He's like, "Oh, I dumped the shit out of that one." I was like, "What broadcast is this? He can say the <laughs> shit word." Got a dunk. Like, just doesn't seem like a you know very good business model. I don't know. Well, you remember that line clearly, so it's clearly a very great business model. But the camera angles. And I'll tell you something else. He did dunk shit out of that one. And the camera angles are like they gave their kids who are toddlers cameras, and we're like, can you capture this for us? Uh, Let's film this. Let's film this. And it's like the camera, the the quality is somehow worse than like the iPhone four. Like, I, I don't know how it's possible. Like the things you have to do to make it look like that, like you have to know what you're doing in Final Cut to make it look that bad. Now I will say, like we have toured out of the country together, and like you know, mm. their Wi-Fi hasn't caught up to oh, us. So. It is shot, bud. <laughs> like that's they look like they're broadcasting live from Manchester in a basement. Like it's yes. sad. The Wi-Fi. But, I don't know how they haven't figured out Wi-Fi in these other places. I maybe they haven't. Maybe they're still. Still on Did dialogue. we cover the part where we talk shit on other other countries' Wi-Fi yet? Okay, good. We got that. We got that lawyer. Like, that's nice. uh, I had that. I had that. In my notes at uh, about the ten minute mark, <laughs> so we're a little bit early there. But yeah, you know, what I love about the draft is it resembles so much of like punk rock and how we grew up because it's literally like you get to be like, I listened to that band before they were cool. I've and, already caught that and I like it. 
Yeah. So, and I think that's what is very contagious about this draft that's like seen because, you know, you turn, you, you get a, a, a little taste of it and then you turn into what they call a draft sicko. And, uh, there you are. We lost you for a second. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's a really cool thing because you, you're literally watching these players grow up from, oh, from dude, children. Into men. Some of the footage, it's like, uh, I'm trying to think of who it was. I think it was Kaysen Wallace, where it was yeah. like footage from eight months ago and he looks like a toddler. And yeah. then footage from this week and he's a monster. It's crazy. Like these they, are the most accelerated years of people's, you know, people's like 17 through 21 is like when you become who you are physically and, you know, mentally. But the, the other way it's like punk rock music, I can tell you this. I was in a punk rock band for a very, very long time. And uh, we used to make these hype reel videos that you shot. Like you made these videos. Yes. You yourself. You perfected camera angles where you made it look like there were 15,000 people in a place where there weren't 15 people. Like you right. make it look really good. There, These videos, when you're like, watch this and let me know what you think of this person as a player. It is not possible to let you know what I think of this person as a player. Because I imagine unless you're able to get the footage from an entire game, which sure exists. But this is a very rushed exercise. All you see is this is the next Michael Jordan. Like everything is highlight, highlight, block, steal, dunk. Like it's incredible because you it's just like the punk rock scene. You can make yourself look amazing. It it true it truly is, and that's that's the crux of this exercise. And for the people listening at home, watching at home, what I had Joe do. Joe has already said he 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 doesn't watch college basketball. Like he he's never been into the draft. He's just gotten into NBA basketball. So I gave him the top fourteen players ranked in the preseason based off of the draft deck IPO stock rankings. So you will notably realize that Brandon Miller was not listed because he was fifteen. I gave Joe fourteen names. I told him to watch highlight Imagine videos. <laughs> I told him to watch highlight videos from YouTube and give me a top 10 list. Now, the reason that I think that this is a fun exercise to do and worthwhile to do on this podcast is because one, this is like a, this is a thing that happens. Like if you're really into the draft, if you're listening to this right now, you care about these players and scouting them in depth. And you know that that's what we do on this podcast feed at no ceilings, NBA on our uh, socials, like all of that. But you're going to come a time. It's going to be in a few months. It's going to be May, maybe June. Your friend's favorite team is going to be eliminated from the playoffs or not make the playoffs, and they're going to shift towards the draft. And there's just not enough time to sit and watch full games for these people of a million prospects. So what they're going to do is they're going to go to YouTube, and they're going to formulate their entire opinions. It's based, It's criminal. Based on the videos that are on youtube some people might go a little bit more in depth and they'll watch like scouting videos like i make on my youtube channel and that we make on no ceilings but for the most part i think the majority of people are going to just watch highlight reels now we did this on the draft act feed last uh season with our good friend larry and his board actually pretty pretty accurate so he's got nine there's also something to watching these highlight videos and not overthinking every little detail about a prospect. There's a middle ground where you're not just breaking down and just nitpick, like nitpicking every single thing, but also being in depth enough. So I want to say something else. You didn't send me the videos. So I was in charge of finding my own videos, right? Some of these things are 
insane. Here is my advice. Well, one, next time you do this, I, I'm gathering, and if you didn't, don't tell me because it would be way funnier. I'm gathering you actually sent me the top 14. If you sent me one who's like 80, I wouldn't know. Because, again, all these highlight videos are exactly the same. My advice to any kid who's watching this, who plays basketball, who has even a little bit of talent, hire a videographer. And just be like, yo, make me look like Shaq. And I guarantee you, you will get drafted. <laughs> because this is what people are making decisions off of. And it's literally only the best of the best. And I, I can't explain enough how much that extra 50 bucks a week hiring a videographer for yourself will get you in millions. Well, well, look, I don't know if you're going to be able to get drafted based off hiring a videographer uh, for most of the, the average. Seems like you can get on the, how about this? It seems like you can get on the board. Like it seems like you can get in the game of the top hundred. No, this is a, this is a real thing that like, it's really like D3 level kids, like kids who are like just good enough to probably play D3. I might and, like, make, I might make a highlight reel for myself. <laughs> yeah. You can I, look. LA Fitness has great lighting. <laughs> and that weird guy on the wall who's always sweating a little weird. Ah, oh, with like the the side middle part. This guy with the '90s middle part. Yeah, he's just like three point stance. Your fundamentals are on. His fundamentals are on point. Yeah. So here's one of the reasons I think that you are going to be good at this exercise that I gave you. It's because you bring a level of self awareness. That I think most people wouldn't because when you first getting you started getting into basketball, you compared yourself to a certain player that is in the National Basketball Association. Most people, <laughs> when they compare themselves to NBA players, they'll be like, I'm like Steph Curry because I'm a really good shooter. I'm a sick passer. So I'm like Trey Young. You compared yourself to a very specific NBA player. So let, the world, let the world know who your NBA comp is. <laughs> he got some floor time last night, might I add. Um, all right. I am an Antetokounmpo, easily. No questions asked. No doubt. I am literally Thanasis Antetokounmpo. Like, and it's not, I'm not a little bit anybody else either. It's not like, oh, I could be this. I could be Draymond because, like, you know, I got a lot of heart. Or I could be, you know, Giannis because I never give up. I am Thanasis Antetokounmpo. I have one speed. It is turbo. And I have no actual talent. Like, just, I go this way. <laughs> At all costs, and if something's in my way, that's fine. I'll take care of it. Your he talent cheers. is entertainment. <laughs> he cheers. I, here's what I think. Here's contra- hot take. I think Thanasis might be better at cheering than Giannis is at playing basketball. I don't think that's controversial. All right, good, because it shouldn't be. This is something that people should know about. It's something that we should be talking about on a regular basis. I'd love to hear Stephen A. give, us, give a talk on this, because I don't know if he has it as clear as I do. No, um, he doesn't. Thanasis, you nailed it spot on, and that's why I think you're going to be great at this. All right, so we're going to get started. We're going to count backwards from 10 down to 1. I gave you a list of 14. Brandon Miller wasn't on it. He has, since the season started, really skyrocketed up everyone's boards. He otherwise would be on it, so he is notably Okay, how about this? He's, he's my eighth pick. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what his, what his uh, highlights are like. They're very good. They truly, truly are excellent. I uh, well, how about this? How about we give him ten because apparently he's fantastic, but I didn't get a chance to see him. You didn't get a chance to see him. Who? And there are a couple who I'm going to take off this list. Who did you eliminate? It's unfair because I will say these people are eighteen and nineteen years old. If I was this good at anything when I was that age, 
I would never stop talking about it my entire life. I'm still not that good at anything. It's not even close. At this age, I didn't have a bank account. It's unfair. Like, this, this is amazing how good these kids are at this game. So to exclude someone from this list feels rude, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to power through. <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, kill out where? He's great. He reminds me of DeAndre Aiden, and that's fine. You didn't like his basketball court. It, it's fine. He's great. He's going to be a great player. He's yeah. great on the glass. He isn't scared of anything. He can actually shoot. He's a big-time dunker. He's seven feet tall, and he is my 14th. <laughs> that's I, that's almost exactly where he's ranked. <laughs> really? Yeah. One for one, baby! I think that I'm going to take Keontae George off of my top 10. Okay. All right. Where is he normally? Uh, Well, he's probably typically ranked around eight or so. Um, I feel good about it. He's, he's probably he's been up and down, showed some pretty good flashes. Personally, for me, he's like four or five right now. But um, You're usually not wrong about this stuff. I've checked the math. Well, you know, sometimes. We'll see. Well, but um, right. I, I like Keontae George a lot, but... You know, not the flashiest highlight reel. Okay, see, this is what I'm saying. Hire a videographer. Maybe some sound effects, you know? <laughs> You're going to want a good good song on there. There are so many great players, though. Um, like, I don't like I'm j- I don't understand what I'm looking at. So I'm going to say Derek Lively. Mm. Yeah. He's... <laughs> that sounds like I made a bad choice here. You didn't. You really didn't. He has probably performed the worst out of everyone on this list. He really? Was, he was the number one recruit. Uh, in the country, for, he's went to he's at Duke. Um, now he is coming back from an injury, but okay. he's he's kind of struggled a little bit. He's so for today, like, I don't sound like an idiot, right? He's he, like he's like a guy who's like, hey, maybe like we'll keep him in like the top twenty right now. But he, I have he's, written down consistent. Well, <laughs> according to his highlight reel, <laughs> his highlight reel. It, that's the thing. His high, you know, his high school highlight reel. Um, yeah, pretty impressive. It seems like he has great instincts, and he's fast. He is very fast in a straight line. I think he's going to be fine. I don't think this Duke team is conducive to what his strengths are, but he's a big man, and big men aren't that popular in the draft anymore unless, you know, you're an alien. Okay, fine. (laughs) Big men aren't that popular in the draft unless you are the number one pick. Right, exactly. Um, Okay, I think that I really liked him, his style. And I liked his speed, and I liked his uh, that he's not tentative, and he's incredibly persistent. He's patient. Again, great hair. I don't know why, but I'm leaving Anthony Black out of this top ten. Um. So Anthony Black has so he started. We're only like six or seven games into the college basketball season. He started out very. It's slow. one of the reasons I can't find any footage of these kids. Just so we're clear, all the right. stuff's from like before the summer. Yeah, he started out very slow. Um. And then they do this tournament in Hawaii every year, and he was like the standout guy. Like he was saw in, a lot of the Ma- the Maui stuff. Yeah, he was in his element there. He killed it. Um, but people still have questions about him. They, you know, they want to know if he's fast enough. Um, if the it shooting like is real. He's he's one of the rare ones. He had some defense on his highlight reel. He does. He's a good defender, but people really are worried about his long-term shooting. I'm not super worried about it. I think his form is workable, but 
that's been the knock on him so far. So, but he is kind of like in that top 10 range. So, you know, where you, where you have him leaving him off, I think is fair. With Brandon those, performing the way he's performing, I just, you know, I gotta make room. You gotta make room. So <laughs> that was, those are the four guys you left off. Kalel Ware, Kalel? Anthony Black, yeah. Derek Lively, and Keontae George. Okay. All right. So we're into your, we're into your top 10. So you want to go from one. I on didn't like get rid of the number 10. three, did I? No. Like, so, so far, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing just fine. I mean, it, like, I feel great. You're not saying you're not not drafting these kids. You're just eliminating them from your top. 10. Here's the thing: I, for anybody who wants to know, I, I truly expect to have a career in uh, NBA analysis, and to have this as the first thing out about me, like the, can you believe what this guy said about Anthony Black? <laughs> It'll be just so sad for me. No, you're doing a great job. Um, and it literally the exercise was: hey, you don't know who these players are. Watch their YouTube highlights. And let's see how it goes. So it'd be like it'd be like watching. Um, remember, like when NBC had like the comedy Thursdays. Sure. Like it was like The Office, and then Parks and Rec, and then a bunch of shows ripped off those two shows. Yeah. It'd be like watching the commercials at the beginning of the season, being like, "Which one becomes an all-time classic that's in syndication forever?" <laughs> it'd be right. like watching it from a commercial and being like, "I guess this Office show seems like it has what it takes." <laughs> Almost exactly like that. You, you... Well, like that. Uh, All right. So okay. do you want to start at one or 10 here? No, I think I'm going to go 10 down. All right. Which is bold because I truly, again, have no idea what I'm doing here. All right. Number I'm going to go Dylan Mitchell at number 10. Okay. It's a good, I it's love, a good pick. Yeah. At number 10. Yeah. Yeah. It's the right move. I love speaking of flying. Oh my gosh. I could watch this man jump forever. It is incredible to watch. Like yeah. when he takes off the ground, he has a turbo boost that the rest of the world does not have. Like he has a cheat code yeah. for jumping. It's amazing. Like that's all that I could think about with him was uh, my good God, this man can fly. Yeah. He's an insane, insane athlete. Um, and he shoot, I think he's shooting like 80% this year, like that's legitimate, awesome. like legitimately, but all he does is, is like dunk the ball and love it. You know, he's not a center. So, like, you know, for for a center, that's fine. But for a wing, like, teams are going to be like, hey, okay, what's up with that jump shot? I'd love some shooting from a 6'8". So, I'm going to put him at 10. Feels good there. Yeah. So, you know, he's kind of a guy that people have soured on a little bit because they're like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we saw him shoot a little bit? And <laughs> then he just hasn't done it at all. Um, he's really There only... wasn't one pass in any of his highlight reels. No, he's not. He's a play finisher. But Dylan Mitchell, my number ten pick. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, makes sense. That's uh, he's people have soured on him a little bit because he hasn't shown anything with the jump shot. I'm gonna get into a very weird spot here because there's a guy who I think should be lower, but you told me two weeks ago he will be my favorite player. Right. And if you hadn't have told me that, and I watched all these videos, I still would have said what I'm gonna say about him, and I'm not putting it. So I'll get to that later. All right. He should probably be number nine, if, but I'm not putting him there at okay. all. All right. We'll get to him later. Right here, I'm going to put Cam Whitmore. Okay. He's 6'8", 232 pounds, and every bit of it. The only, like in massive letters, I wrote power. Like he looks like power. Yeah. Um, and I love more than anybody else his stop and start thing that he does. Mm. He's incredible. Actually, I don't put him at nine. That's insanity. I'm moving him up. 
It happens that quick sometimes. Take it, that. It really, really does. Um, not him yet. Not him. Uh, I'm going with uh, Kaysen Wallace. Okay. He's aggressive. He plays defense. He's a playmaker, like, with intention. So, like, I've noticed with a lot of young NBA point guards, when they get their garbage time or, they, like, you know, their, their few minutes or even some of the uh, preseason stuff, they'll pass to be like, I got vision. But they don't got vision. They're just right. passing so that they can be the guy who's unselfish. Like, this kid actually passes with intention, and I really like that about him. And uh, he's a playmaker. It seems like he's a playmaker who creates shots for himself and other people. And he's not. he does not seem scared. A lot of these kids, you can tell their age. Um, even when they're playing against kids, like, you see it as soon as they get to the NBA. They just hear footsteps, and they're terrified. And, like, every movement is kind of like that, like, they're not fully committed to the fluidity of their own body because yeah. like they're terrified that they're about to get you know, brought down the G League of something. So he is not scared, and I like that about him. But he's also pretty good. I put him in at number nine. Yeah, I think that that's also – like keeping him in, in your top ten, I think that's an appropriate ranking. People love him. Like so – there are people who absolutely love him because of literally all the things that you said. Like he is an amazing defender. People compare him to Drew Holiday, and yeah, um, you see it. Now that you yeah, say that, you do like, see it. Like he's very strong for his, like his body. Like doesn't look like the body of an eighteen-year-old person. Like he's very strong. Mm-hmm. He's built, and he's actually performing. And one of the things is that like Kentucky guards typically don't perform as well as they do in the NBA at Kentucky. There's like, they're like handcuffed. There's a constraint. It would be like you on a stage and people are like, we want to hire you to do a show. And your whole thing is like jumping around and bringing energy and getting the crowd involved and then being like, but also you have to sit down the entire time. Right. So you're saying when they're at Kentucky, they have to do that. Yeah. So like Devin Booker. What's amazing is I I actually saw footage of him in Kentucky, this kid Kaysen, and he is doing it. Yeah, like he's, so he, he's really going. He's like, not looking he had cut. he had eight Spin steals in a game. He had eight steals in a game, right? Like Saw he that. he's had some really good moments. But like Kentucky guards, like Tyrese Maxey, who's amazing, uh, right? Like he went twenty first in the draft, and he was uh, okay. like, and like in the preseason, he was a top ten guy. Emmanuel quickly went like twenty something. Devin Booker, uh, you know, like it's all of these guys who just they're they're just held back a little bit. And Kaysen right. looks like he's kind of bucking that trend. A little bit. So well, I love that about him. And I love how aggressive he is. I really, really, really love it. With yeah. the ball and off the ball. All right. So that was number nine. Number eight. See, we're really getting into it here because now I got to try and make some decisions of people. I was like, oh, they'll be in my top five. And apparently it was eight players. It's really hard. <laughs> I'm going to put Dariq Whitehead here. Okay. Um, this is number eight or seven? This was number eight. All right. Now, here's a reason that I'm upset to put him at number eight. I don't think anybody from Newark, Jersey, who's 6'7", and moves the way this kid does, should be that low. But these other guys are kind of incredible. So I'm putting Derek Whitehead at number eight, uh, probably regrettably. But he creates opportunity, versatile shooter. And, uh, again, I, I write seems to play defense because it could just be the two times he did it Yeah, in the clip. Um, but he's not scared to get to the rim. Like, he, he goes to the rim. Um, I didn't see anything like a lot of these players as they get further on, you see that they're patient. I didn't notice that about him, but I did mm. notice that he is not scared of anything, which is, I guess what you want if you're not going to be patient. 
he is not he was not patient. Like you're watching high school highlights because he's another guy who was like hurt. Um, and you know, he's only played like a few games for Duke. He's off okay. the bench, he's had a short leash, he's coming back. He hasn't like it was a foot injury, so he you know, isn't like in good shape. He couldn't like stay in shape. But like is that a he, Duke thing? he went to Montverde Academy and mm-hmm. he like in the video you're probably watching was his senior year. But before that, like he played on super teams. Like Montverde is like a, a powerhouse okay. academy. So he was on the same team with like Scotty Barnes and Moses Moody and Cade Cunningham. And he was like right. off the bench and like not, you know, like just a, another random guy. And he finally got his opportunity. So when you say he wasn't patient, because he's been waiting for a while. He's like, it's time, I'm here. He's like, I am the lead singer now. <laughs> um, he's a real fanatic about it, which I like. Yeah. Um, so, you know, his thing is sometimes he settles for jump shots because he's such a good shooter that sometimes it just seems like he's just like, I could hit this really hard jump shot. So we're going to see what happens with him because he was a guy that like, people were like, he could be third, but like, as it stands right now with him coming back from injury, this is probably an appropriate ranking for him. Where do you put him? Um, he was, I think he came in at like nine or 10 on my preseason board. Okay. I feel good about this. Yeah. Oh, wait. I want to put this guy at four. Sorry. I'm trying to do this in advance so I don't like burn my. I really, really, I'm obsessed. Obsessed with three of these dudes. Like, obsessed with them. I can't wait. I can't so, wait either. It's, it's like so exciting. You're on um, seven. I'm on seven. All right. Um, my number seven is going to be – see, I don't want to put him there because I love him so much. I'm going to put Jarrett Walker there. Okay. I want to put him, so we're very, very clear, number one. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know me very, very well, and you know what I like in life and basketball. Yeah. And I just haven't watched any college basketball again, like for anybody just tuning in at the 33-minute mark here. <laughs> I, I really, really like very particular things. And Corey – Recently, like my band is doing this thing for FanDuel and I had to prepare myself for March Madness. We're going to do a big promotion with this thing. So I need to start. This is a very great exercise for me to get into what I need to get into for the spring with the band that I'm in. Um, you were like the guy that you were going to love because they wanted to know who my favorite college basketball player was. And you were like, your favorite is Jairus Walker. And I was like, why? You were like, just trust me, it's Jairus Walker. <laughs> and if I hadn't seen, if I hadn't heard that and I saw all these guys play, I'd be like, that guy's special. He's right. amazing. <laughs> what I wrote about him is that he is 6'8", 240, and looks like a cartoon character. And I mean that in the best possible way, because it does not look like a human being could actually be in this type of shape. Like, he, he looks like if they drew a superhero playing basketball. Does right. that make any sense to you? Yeah, it looks like Robin Williams comic book art in real life. It's amazing. Like, he... He looks amazing. And then, like, he's got touch. Like, because he looks like he's just like, I'm going to destroy what is in my path, and it's going to be brutal and violent. But he's got touch. And from what I've seen from his clips, again, I'm only seeing these clips. I think it was, like, three different games. I got to see 30 seconds of each of each game. So I saw very little, but enough to know that uh, he's got vision. He's incredibly fast, which you know is my favorite. And he's very, very powerful, but with, like, a poignant – touch to it it's really yeah. hard to explain he's, where do you have him so he is third for me but i want to be so very i can clear. put him higher you can and Damn i want to be i want to be very clear i am in 
I don't want to say I'm, well, I'm in the minority on that opinion. Like, no, um, I, I'm very early on the Jarris Walker train and putting him that high. What uh, number did I put him at? You put him at seven, All right, um, which is which is probably still higher than what his draft stock is currently. He's probably like the tenth ranked guy. That's what he came in as. He, I but, think everybody's wrong. I agree. Like, I, I only put him thing. there so I wouldn't get laughed off the floor right now. But now that I know you have him higher, I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm locking him at four. Okay. <laughs> I, I would like to put him two. So quick, <laughs> quick story about Jarris Walker because I wrote about him again for NoCeilingsNBA.com. You can subscribe; it's free. You get content delivered Fantastic to your inbox Monday through Friday. I wrote about him, and the title of the article was "Jarris Walker is Made of Lions." And that is exactly is- right. I know what you're saying. Go on. I'm sorry. Yeah. So you were, you know, so we talked about how we used to tour together. And one of the tours we did, the Bamboo was a roadshow. It, I don't know if it existed, but you could Google it. And it seems like it did. It was a figment of our imagination. It was five of the craziest weeks that we've ever had with really, I mean, we danced with Hanson to an ice cream truck song. And there's, an like, you could, like, you could YouTube that. Like that happened. Like you, there's footage of us. They also that. then took us to their, their, their bus and made us salsa. As a whole bunch of weird things happen on this tour. And one of the weirdest people on the tour was Stephen Jenkins, who is the singer of Third Eye Blind. You know, the do-do-do-do-do-do-do, right. like that guy. You know, great song. Hit, write some with you, hit, with the hit record. And he, every night on the tour, uh, when he would, like, introduce his bandmates, he would get to his drummer, and he would be like, he is made of lions. And we were like, yeah. that, what does He's that like, mean? Scott. He was made of lions. And I remember looking at you. I know exactly where I was standing. I know exactly what city we were in. And I looked at you. I was like, it's the greatest thing I've ever heard someone say. And I, I say it around other people now. To this day, I quote it all the time. And very rarely does anyone know what I'm talking about. Anybody who has seen Jairus Walker play basketball knows exactly what we're talking about. He is That's made it. of lions. He is made of lions. I think that kid is going to grow up to swing entire championships. Like, I truly, truly believe it. I think that is he the best scorer? How would I know? Again, I'm only seeing these clips. Is he the best ball handler? I have no idea because it's not in the clips. But he is special. Like, you see this kid move. And, you like, I don't know why I think he's so thoughtful. Again, just from, like, a, like seven minutes of highlights that I saw. But he just seems like he understands the game even beyond his body's ability. And it seems like he's going to get faster and stronger and more concentrated. And I put him at four and I lock him there. So I'm going back okay. to seven, but I lock right. him at four. You're back. I thought right. I was going to get last off the court for this because this next one, I believe this person is much higher on people's list. But, and I'm just saying this because every video you go to, like, this is the other guy from the draft, right? <laughs> like, this is where the draft starts. And I'm right. like, I don't want to know that because I'm doing something where I'm not supposed to know anything. Right. But spoiler. It is a spoiler. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm, okay. I'm committing to it. Yeah, because I'm running out of this thing and I'm not taking those other two kids out. Wait, wait. How many do I have left? Seven? You're at seven right now. Jarris Walker's oh, locked in at number four, four for you. Four. Okay, I did four. Very important. All right, I'm going to put, and I don't like it, I'm going to put Nick Smith Jr. here. Oh, oh, all right. You're saying ooh because that's everybody's number three or four? Uh, All right, so here's the thing about Nick Smith Jr. He literally played his first college game tonight. Uh, he played a couple of minutes. He was like 0 for 2. He hasn't played college basketball yet. Now, okay. he is currently like the consensus fourth-ranked guy. But what happens okay. is 
before the season, these rankings come out. Um, what I do is I try to get the average ranking from a, multiple different people to try to take away any biases. He's the fourth ranked guy. Okay. Before the season, it's like this awesome car that is in the lot that you want to buy. And then you drive off the lot and the value decreases. And for most of these guys, they've driven off the lot and their value has decreased a little bit. Nick Smith Jr. has thrived on the fact that he hasn't been driven off the lot yet. So he is Fair. still the fourth ranked guy because he no hasn't. No one was able to know any weakness because he hadn't shown it yet. Right. Because it's it's just mostly people who have just watched his highlights on YouTube. And then the people that are ranking him, you know, they've seen him in person. They've seen him in high school. They've been following him. Um, There's a lot but, to be said about that, but I – go on. Yeah, so he – at this this ranking, I think it's fair. I think it's fair because – you know, from an, looking at it from like an NBA context too, like if you're like a six foot four guard and you're going to be taken in like the top five, like you have to be pretty fucking awesome at it because there's so many good guards in the NBA to like recoup that value. But Nick Smith could be one of those guys. We just don't know yet because he hasn't played. Okay. Well, I like it. I think I figured out why my numbers are all messed up. But yeah, uh, with with Nick Smith Jr., I feel good about putting him at seven because these other kids are just, they're absolutely incredible. Like, anomalies. Like, I don't care. I don't understand how all these kids are coming in the league at the same time. It almost feels like this is the NBA's chance to make a second league, like junior league, but not the one that they already have, like a different one. (laughs) (laughs) Like one that doesn't take place at a gym, like an actual gym. Um, All right, listen. Did I, who have I said so far in a 10? All right, number 10 was Dylan Mitchell. Number yeah. nine was Casey Wallace. Number eight was Jarek Whitehead. Number seven was Nick Smith Jr. And I have not said Cam Whitmore yet. You were going to put Cam Whitmore, but you took him off your board. You wanted to move him. Excellent. I'll tell you why I wanted to move him, and I'll tell you why he's my number six. Okay. One, he's my number six because <laughs> Jarris is locked in at four. It's very important to switch I made. But he is my number six because his stop and start thing that he does, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Or did I just yeah. see it in three different videos? His stop and start thing. So I played hockey at a very, very high level. I played on, on a branch U.S. national team. I was the worst player on the team, but I was there. So I think yeah. in my age group, I was ranked like number 18 or something. Which, you know. It's pretty good. No Jaris, it's no Jairus Walker. But it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> so the thing that I was good at was stops and starts because I don't get tired. Uh, I don't know if you see the people versus the NASA's on a Um, I don't get tired. So what I would do is I'd go 100 miles an hour, hit the brakes, watch these kids literally like I guess it's the hockey version of breaking ankles, and I'd skate around their dead body, and I'd just go to the net and do what I was going to do. Um, that kid does it in a way that doesn't seem feasible while controlling the ball. Like it is special to watch, like really, really, really cool. And he looks larger than life amongst these other people. Now, again, I could be watching middle school footage. I don't know what I'm seeing in these videos. But he, he does, it's not even that he's taller. It's almost like the same thing with Jairus where a little, a little bit looks like he's a cartoon character. Like it looks like he was drawn into the scene like Space Jam because he's got this ability to just put his body where it needs to be. And I, again, this is seven minutes of footage, but it was very impressive to me. Yeah, he, I, I saw there. he is a, what we call what we have termed here is a power wing. Like he's just there. He's so graceful as an athlete. Cause like most guys, his size are just like, you would think are like juggernaut. Like they just want to go through you. 
but like you said, he could stop start. He could like slither in between people. And then like, yeah, that he's in the, and when he's in the air, he could like contort his body and like do all that right. crazy stuff. But also he could just like jump higher than you and like go through you while he's it's in the air. Amazing. Like it, it's truly notable. And so he's another guy who's hurt and hasn't played yet. He's headed to Villanova, but he played in um, the FIBA tournament this year where the USA got to play. Like it wasn't the main one where it's like all of the under 18 or under 19, depending on what year kids from all over the world play. This was, I believe the, the Americas. So the competition wasn't great. Like the U S was like beating teams by a million points every game, but he was so much noticeably better than every other player on the court in this tournament that it was like, Oh my God, like this dude could be a special player. He seems wise beyond his years. And the few things I saw, like some of the moves, like you're, you're expecting after, especially after watching, like, I guess it was almost two hours. I told myself I'd do this in 30 minutes. <laughs> it took about two hours to get caught up in some of it. Yeah. Especially when you, when you get to my top four, like, Oh my God, you watch those kids play basketball forever. But the, uh, uh, he's got something that's more than what these other kids have. And it's very, very clear to see. In yeah. my in my my personal estimation as a professional for now, forty four minutes. <laughs> I'm I'm I hope he plays. Where do you have him? Uh I think I had him at six. What kind of an injury is it? Oh, so exactly where I had him? Nice. Yeah. What yeah. what kind of injury was it? <laughs> uh it's a finger injury, I believe, or a hand injury, but it's been very they were like, We'll update you in a month. And then it was a month uh, and there was like there was no updates. So We'll see. That's like a Larry Tamania finger injury. That's tough. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully he comes back and he's healthy. Shooting him? Um, I I don't know, but the shooting is the question with him. Like he shot it so well in the FIBA international stuff, and but the shooting is like the one thing where people are like, was that real or not? Because it's like the sample size is so small. You catch fire and, for the weekend. And if you get, you know, you get you hurt your hand, obviously that could alter your shooting. So hopefully he comes back and you know he's great. All right, number five. Number five, I'm splitting them up because that's how much I feel about Jared. I'm putting uh, Asar Thompson. Okay. I'm putting him there. Uh, the, the thing that pops out the second you start seeing this kid move is athlete. Like, it's crazy, crazy to watch. Massive, massive air. Moves the ball. Excellent shot. And it seems like of most of these kids, like, you know, at this point you kind of get into it where they all have it. But his fundamentals – because with him, the highlight reel is a little more sophisticated. There's more to the game. Mm-hmm. And it might be because how he plays off his brother, they show both sides of it. Um, but fundamentally, he seems sound uh, and incredibly patient. Incredibly patient. Like watching kids, like being like, I know he's going to do this. Which actually might be one of the curses of watching a video of kids at this age. Because you're not playing against experience. And uh, I was this size, which... You can't see. I'm I'm six seven. <laughs> I'm 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 a, I'm a very very fantastic Italian five nine and a half. And uh, but I was this size in fifth and sixth grade, so I was a monster. And I would just play. I was playing hockey at a very high level at a very young age, and I would just be just better than these kids because physically I was a monster compared to them. So I was I wasn't actually playing good hockey. I was just playing better than these kids because of my size. So I don't know if it's that. He's playing against inexperienced players and he's this patient because he's waiting for them to mess up or if he actually has that vision. Cause if he does, it is truly special. All right. So the Thompson twins are 
tricky, I think, for everybody. And um, I think I'm higher on a sore than some other people. Some people are higher on them than, than me. The the Thompson twins are two of the kids that I saw when I went to Atlanta last month um, for the overtime league. And I think you breaking down like what your experience was like playing hockey as like a more physically developed person is a very pertinent point when discussing the Thompson twins, because it's clear as soon as you watch them, they are top tier athletes, like at right. whatever level they play at. They any, will... It seems like they could play any sport and be amazing. They're, they're just like picture perfect. They're unbelievable athletes, but they're in this overtime thing, which is in second year. And, you know, some of the games they play in, like they're literally playing against some people on the court that are sophomores in high school. And, okay. you know, they're in, it, it kind of looked like that. And they are in their first year, which would be like their college year. Like, so they are, you know, a year older than okay. a high school senior. So see, it did seem familiar to me. Yeah. And, and that's so, but. You know, they went overseas um, before their season started and they played like a professional team that uh, gave you the hits such as uh, Nikola Jokic, um, Nikola Jovic, (laughs) and a bunch, you know, just a a bunch (laughs) of uh, Marco Saminovic for all the Bulls fans out there. Just a bunch of like, they're like, and me. And yeah. (laughs) They're they're a powerhouse for like breeding NBA talent, and they have okay. a, a guy um, Nikola Jurisic who's going to get drafted probably in the first round this year, Very and like popular. both of those kids played really well against this professional team. So okay. seeing that, it was a very good sign because it's like, how do you judge these kids against other high school kids? And the high school kids they're playing against are, you know, the top. They're top tier high school age kids it's not like they're just playing against like the team i coach but they're you know playing that a against... high school kid in june versus the high school kid that next september can be two literally different humans. completely different players and that's what's gonna like some of these kids that are sophomores now that like i'm obsessed with because i'm like they're going to be insane in two years mm-hmm. when they're developed but that is some of the kids they're playing so it's it's a tricky thing but asar is like he's very smooth his the question is his jumper and he shot it better this year. His jump shot, I think I'm going to do a video on it. His, it a lot of passing in his, uh, in his highlights, by the way. He's, he's an underrated passer because okay. his, his brother is known as the passer. Um, but his I jumper's have, gotten a lot better. And, uh, yeah, These kids maybe. look like, by the way, like they were made in a factory to sell basketball shoes. Because their power and like the moves that they are able to pull off against these kids are so impressive. It's it's like a, it's like a dunk competition when the dunk competition was good caliber dunks in live gameplay, and yeah. they look like supermodels. <laughs> like, it is insane that yeah. there are two of these people. Like amazing, amazing stuff. Like they're gonna yeah. be around for a very long time. It seems like they're very they're very intriguing prospects and very like well spoken. Like got a chance to to speak to them. Like they're being literally like they're in a a factory for basketball players. Like it to make seems like they, and I will say this, some of these kids, you can tell, like, it seems like they like playing basketball. Um, his brother, who is my, right. Uh, Cause we already went through your like he, he genuinely, like, it seems like they genuinely love playing basketball. It could be cause they're very good at it. <laughs> but they, uh, it seems like they enjoy the game. And that's very exciting to see. Yeah. Cause some of these right. other kids, it's like, yeah, like, I, you know, you know, anyway, that's my number four pick. Um, 
or number five pick. My number four. If you want me to talk about him again, I will. I'm just so excited about it. We're gonna Chris go to Walker. straight number, to number three. <laughs> number three, Amen Thompson. Um, the thing, th- his brother is amazing, um, but to me, you know, I love Rasmataz. Sure. His flash, and like, because it was like the the highlight reel that I saw of the two of them was like this one, this one, but it was made by the same people. Whoever made yeah. that video, probably all um, the time. The Rasmataz of this kid, Amen Thompson, speaks to my soul. Yeah. Like. The fact that, like, there was one, he put, it was a put back, and then he jumped up just to put his chin on the rim just to show he could do it. Like, it was unbelievable to see. He is so much higher than the rest of people on the planet Earth when he jumps. It is yeah. it's insane to watch. It's absolutely, absolutely insane. It seems unstoppable, and he's so explosive. But the two of them are just, they are silky smooth. Yeah. I don't know if that comes across in live play, but it seems like it does. Yeah, I mean, when I, like, I was questioning them a little bit because of the like competition level so when i went to see them i was like i like i need to see how they move like that for me that's mm-hmm. like a big thing like i like because nba players move a certain way like you can watch oh, a college game, an NBA except game. for one and can you name who it is and it's amazing to watch because he looks like a kid on his first date in eighth grade all the time it's the, it's the nasus <laughs> the answer is clay thompson the answer is clay okay. thompson he look clay thompson looks like the girl he likes just showed up all the time that's what I mean, we love this, out of pure love, he's one of my favorite players of all time. He's incredible and can do no wrong in my book. And I'm particularly loving, loving this tear he's been on. But like every every time he misses a shot, he's like, "Oh dang!" Like fixes <laughs> like awkwardly fixes something, goes, and then like runs back slowly. Like it's amazing. He is one of the all time NBA personalities. For oh, sure. he's, he's, you told me that as I got into basketball, you were like, "Wait till Clay Thompson comes back; he's gonna be your favorite." And Claytheism. There's a whole religion for Clay uh, out on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> these kids do not move like Clay Thompson. They move like sees. They move like like some, like somewhat of a smoother jaw. Like they they really are so smooth looking. Yeah, was it Amen, like that in real life? Amen. Yeah. So like Asar did this thing, and he was actually coming back from like an ankle injury, so he he wasn't like as explosive as he normally is. But he did this like euro step in between people that I saw like five feet away. That like I was like that was the craziest. He like he looked like he was floating on clouds. Um, but Amen, the way how fast he is, like you like he does get compared to like a bigger version of Ja, you know, because yeah. he's a great passer and how explosive he is. He's he's a special, you know, he's a special because it's effortless. Like you know, there are guys who could jump really high, but it's like not as functional as like can you do it in a basketball game? What yeah, like, he's doing while he's up there is different. Yeah, it's it's truly freakish to see. Like if these other two weren't in the draft, I'd be like, that guy is the successful player I've seen in my life. Like it's crazy to watch. Yeah, and uh, when he's flying, when he's flying, I'm saying. And you know the overtime, like this is a, a an exercise based on highlights, but like he's the consensus number three guy as of today. Like that's is he really? He is. That's who people. Amen or Asar? Amen. Uh, Amen. He is. He is the consensus number three guy preseason still today like it's a weird thing like i don't really see his draft stock dropping maybe somebody could like pull ahead of him but because They're of still the an overtime elite this year yeah yeah and so you were allowed to play an extra year like you're high school age and then an extra year you have well you have to play that extra you have oh. to well for the overtime elite yeah, yeah, yeah so you so they signed they like honestly they signed a weird deal because they signed it in the first season of over, overtime like they were two of the big gets 
um, when they weren't eligible for the draft. And this was before the NIL deal um, got announced where college players can make money. So now what the overtime is doing with a lot of the kids to get them to come to their program is they're getting them earlier and they're, they're giving them scholarships instead of paying them. Like these kids, these kids are under, we're under a two year contract where they were getting like, you know, whatever it is, like millions of dollars or whatever. Right. Like, which is like an awesome deal, but they weren't allowed to play college. Okay. Because they're pros. pros. Some of the kids that, that are in this overtime league, are on scholarship and they get NIL deals so they can still make money, not not as much, but they keep their college eligibility because the NIL stuff. So like some of these kids are going to be in college. How do they take this long for these kids to get paid to entertain millions of people? It's truly, truly insane. Did my, (laughs) you're right. There's so much to do with punk rock music and how it's just, (laughs) well, that's kind of how they do it. So I guess it's how it's always been done. Right. It's just like exploiting people who are like responsible for, making money but that's what it is but yeah they're they're special athletes it's a weird and i don't again this is my first foray into any of the draft stuff as you know and uh, i've supported you for a long time but i just never knew what you were talking about like i just never knew um so the thing that's crazy about this is that all of these players exist and yeah. then there's scoot henderson <laughs> like <laughs> and he's also not the best one like it's completely insane is this in recent history like asking for a friend who t- hasn't paid any attention to the draft for the last 30 years. Is this the most enticing draft class of the last 20 years? It's definitely up there in conversation. I mean, not knowing, not knowing where anybody's going to wind up, like the, 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 the anticipation of, is this yeah. like one of the best? It's for sure. I mean, when was the last time it was like this? Probably you could argue Zion, Zion and job went back to back. I heard a lot about that stuff, uh, but I remember watching some clips that year. And then it was Darius Garland was in that one. RJ Barrett was in that one, but like there weren't, that one wasn't as deep as this one should be. So after that, I mean, you know, it's probably because like Victor and Scoot are the level of prospect they are. I mean, you're probably talking about LeBron James, Carmelo, Dwayne Wade in in 2003. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I think that in 2003, I was playing punk rock shows to 10 people. <laughs> I was there doing security. We run a different path. We run a different path. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, man, it just seems like a really deep thing. And it seems like this year compared to last year, because I didn't know, you know, I saw the players when they came in. And uh, it just seems far and away much better and, than last year's draft. And, and last year's last year's great. Last year's uh, really I didn't mean last year. Really I, meant, I meant the, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, pandemic one. The pandemic. Yeah, that one was tough. It was tough. That one was tough. There's, you know, you, Ann Edwards, Lamelo. You know, there's some guys, but overall, it's it's a tough one. We're on the topic of draft stuff. Tonight is the first time Matherin is playing against LeBron, and I'm just so happy after the quote <laughs> that Matherin threw out there. I can't wait to do that. Yeah, it's so happening Matherin, right now. Matherin was a tough one because, um, I mean, he went six, which is pretty appropriate, but a lot of people were like, you know, one, he played uh, for Arizona, so. He's on that West Coast time, so a lot of people mm-hmm. probably just didn't stay up to watch him fully. But you know, crazy. He's one of those guys that are, he's just better in the NBA than he was in college. Like he was a good college player, but the NBA just fits him better. But he's a good NBA player. Like it's crazy really, to watch. He he really is. All right, number two, Scoot Henderson. What's crazy about Scoot Henderson? When I looked it up, I had known that he was short. Like I knew he was not much taller than me, a small Italian man. <laughs> but when you see it written down. At 6'2", and you think about what we saw when they came out to Vegas. 
I can't believe this man plays as big as he does. In my personal opinion. And again, this is a person who knows nothing about uh, amateur basketball. I guess it's not even amateur. What's he playing? He's playing G League tonight? Yeah, he's, he's, he's a professional. That's professional basketball. It's all professional basketball now, apparently. <laughs> a lot right? of uh, I mean, a lot you know, more not, people. Not the college kids, but. You know. Anyway, we're talking about draft basketball. Like he is, he, he plays like somebody who has a, a league, like 10 years in the league experience. And yeah. he's angry. Yeah. Like he would make a great New York Nick if the Knicks had good players. Is yeah. that rude? Yes. Yeah, I mean, well, I, you know, this isn't. Knicks are good this year, by the way. We're from New York, but you know, this, we have listeners from all over. It's not like this is we're a little podcast harder on New York. <laughs> we're a little harder on New York than. Anyway, Wait, uh, yeah. Uh, there, hold on. There, we're getting a call from uh, Tony from from Seaford is is on the line. Uh, he, yeah. Here's the thing about the Knicks. I'll tell you about it right now. The Knickerbockers are really in some trouble, and I'll tell you why. They got a lot up front. They lose it in the third, and every game's a comeback in the fourth. What are we thinking? <laughs> that was really what good. Are we, ain't no stopping Obi Toppin. Let the kid cook. This is every call that comes on the radio here. <laughs> give me IQ, give me Obi, or give me death. Yeah, a bit of that. So, yeah. So, Scoot Anderson, professional basketball player. Um, a professional basketball player. Explosive, defense, vision, tough, patient, confident as the day is long. Yeah. So, here's the crazy thing. Like, the G League Ignite is in its third year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scoot did something similar to, like, the Thompson Twins, where he gave up his senior high school year to go play for the G League Ignite last year. Has he been there since he was 17? Yeah. So last year, his I want to say it was his second game as a 17-year-old playing against legitimate professionals. That's he amazing. put up he put up 28 points in his second game as a 17-year-old in the in the G League. Like this kid is he was born for it. and the crazy thing is like, you know, he played with Jaden Hardy and uh, who's you know on the Mavericks and Marjan Bochamp, who's on the Bucks, and like a bunch of NBA guys got drafted um, off his team. He was far and away like the best prospect, and he was a 17 year old. Um, and I was like when, starting sometimes. Yeah, and and we were in Vegas for summer league, and he showed up and sat down next to us, and nobody knew him. And like this, he like he That's played insane. on these teams. Like he like the last he time that ever happened. Like he literally just came down. Like we were in the B gym. Like there, like again, like punk rock, like in summer league, like there's the main stage and the main gym, and then there's then there's side stage, and like they were playing side stage. He walked in the side stage gym, just walked like ten rows up, sat down directly next to us, and he just watched the game in peace. Never happened to him again. It'll never happen to him again. Like he can't sit in the crowd anymore. Like he will have to sit not a chance. courtside, like in private, or he'll get mobbed. I would recognize him from a hundred feet away. Like yeah. he's a superstar. Like he's, he's, he's a, going superstar. To be a superstar. He is. He plays at a level that makes these other people look like children, even though they're the same age. Yeah, like he's, he is tough, and you well, cannot and that's the thing. teach that. Kind some of, of tough. these people aren't like some of them; they're not the same age. Like he's playing in a professional league. Like some of the guys he's play, he's playing against are like in their mid twenties. Right, I'm talking about everyone from three down. Right, yeah. On my list, like these are children in comparison to him. Like he is a he has experience beyond his years, and it, he it's is. I don't know how or why, but it's amazing to watch. What's crazy about him is like, cause he's so athletic, like he's an insane athlete, and most people like that don't play slow. Like he plays like you the, with the patience you mentioned way earlier, and 
people who are that athletic don't play like that. Like they want it. Like when you're that young, you just want to be quicker and faster and more athletic than everybody. And he's able to play like he is like a 28 year old guy who like had, isn't athletic at all. He plays to win basketball games. These other kids are playing to get drafted. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, I don't, you can't blame them. They don't know. Well, first of all, they should play to get drafted. They're, that's what they're trying to do. But this kid, he's playing like, if it means I have 10 assists tonight and no points, he doesn't care. But that also doesn't happen because he's so damn good. Right. <laughs> like he's dominating. And I, you know, look, he's the number two guy on almost everybody's board. Um, you know, I think they're, Who, you know, where do other people have him? <laughs> at two, everyone has him at two. Everybody. On other people, like the people were like, he's not two. Like, what, is, is he one or is he? Four? No, it would be one. Like, he's either one or two. Like, if you don't have him at two, it's because you have him at one. And I, I don't know. Like, that, he is a in any any draft, he's the number one pick, except this one. But there are going to be people, and there are some people who are like, I'm. I think he's one because maybe Victor is, you know, going to not be healthy or something. You know, like he's an injury risk. Like, who knows? Where does he compare at this age? What, like Anthony Edwards at this age, where does he compare to? So Scoot? Anthony Edwards, he went, to, he reclassified. So he was playing college in what would have been his senior year. And like, mm. he was good. Um, But, you know, he wasn't like. Oh, his senior year of high school, he was playing college ball. Yeah. What would yeah. have been? Okay. So Scoot was pay, playing professionally what would have been his senior year. Um. So coming out, like Anthony Edwards was very good prospect. You know, he was the number uh, one player in the draft. Like he got drafted first. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously he was amazing. Uh, but like he was immature and like people oh, yeah. thought he was a chucker. I He came out like, I think it was the day of the draft. He was like, uh, I like football better than basketball. I and I've always that. wanted to be a rapper. <laughs> I do remember that. So like, and Lord you know, knows he may end up doing these things. I, like yeah. he's. He's actually an incredible rap. He's an incredible rapper, but like there, he, he doesn't have. He didn't. He's good have at literally the, everything. He didn't. He is. He truly is. He not didn't have the maturity though. this summer. You know, <laughs> he not good at maturity. No, I really hope he cleans this one up. Yeah. But wait, so if he was in the same draft, if it was Cade, Scoot, and Anthony Edwards, the years they went, yeah, what's the order of that? I I think it would have been Scoot, Cade, Anthony Edwards. I would agree. There's a chance that it would have been Cade, Scoot, Anthony Edwards, but I think it probably would have been Scoot because he's doing it against NBA players. In the oh, yeah, he's playing, yeah, he's playing against people who have experience. Um, would you like to talk about how – did you watch the show Andor? No. Okay, did you watch Rogue One, the Star Wars yeah. film? Yes. A Star Wars story? All right, so there is a robot in that movie called K2SO. The same style robot appears, or droid, appears in an episode of Andor. And it was the first time I saw this droid since I saw Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> when, when K2SO walked on the screen in this, in this episode I saw, I was like, Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, he is shaped I'm... exactly the same. Like, look it up. Except his arms might be longer, Victor. He's, I... Like I still don't know if he's real, and like I, there are people at No Ceilings who have seen him in person. Yeah, like, so they've seen him in real life. Yeah. So like we and had you've never been in a room with him, right? No, and we had we had guys in Vegas credentialed watch it. Like we have we took behind the scenes video of him juggling before the game. 
you know, like just everything that would happen to be like, this is not a real person, except he is. He's just walking around juggling. And he's just like, he's literally like, you know, our, Tyler Rucker from No Ceilings calls it the, the blue alien from Space Jam. Like, that's what he looks like on the basketball court compared to all yeah. the other players. He looks like he's a monster playing against the Looney Tunes. Exactly what he looks like. When, there are plays where he's not on the screen and he gets the block. Like, he's not on the screen when the person's collecting. And he storms in two strides off camera to get the block. Like, the other day, I'm sure everybody who watches any form of basketball at all saw when he was two steps from the th- behind the three, two steps for the layup. Like, it's – yeah. how do you guard it? What's the plan? So here's here's the thing with Victor Wembanyama. So um, Mike Schmitz, who is now the assistant general manager for the Portland Trailblazers, I think I think he was the guy, the first one who was like, he's like going to be Kevin Durant because he saw him when I've he was heard like him credited as that guy by multiple sources as the and first guy he, to say. He's been seeing watching him in person, you know, since he was 15 years old or whatever in France. So you know four people who have seen this person in real life. So I know this. multiple people, yes, that have seen this person it's in not real just life. CGI they add in later. And unless I'm in the Truman show, in which case it all makes sense. But he 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 was like, you know, with the the victor is the neck is like the seven foot three Kevin Durant. I was like, I don't know if I see that necessarily like as he was younger and i was like he's amazing he's the number one pick he's an insane defender he's had these crazy flashes uh of offensive potential and like he did it in real leagues like he's playing in like you know one of the last season he played one of the best leagues uh in the world outside of the nba so like he's doing this again legitimate men and the european rules are like you know different than the nba it's hard so it's it's tougher but he was still having these crazy flashes. But I was like calling somebody the next Kevin Durant. Like we were, we witnessed together in person the toe on the line game. Like, like Kevin Durant was shooting, and we were like, before it even got halfway to the net, we were like, I that's easily it. Like every that time. is something, for people who know basketball to claim next Kevin Durant. That is a massive claim. It's a massive claim, especially when you're like he's Rudy Gobert on defense. Like Kevin Durant on offense, Rudy Gobert on defense. Like that's what people are saying about him. I was like, we need to pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> Let's slow it down for a second. And then Vegas happened. Oh my god! And I was like, hey, pedal to the metal, full speed ahead. <laughs> like he legitimately like he might. This might be what he's like. There are very few times in anybody's life where you can think, I know where I was when I saw this. I can tell you what I was wearing the first time I saw this person hold a basketball. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my entire life. It is, it's, how about this? Every Friday I tune in at like two o'clock <laughs> to watch a game broadcasted by non-broadcasters that they're showing on NBA app because it's that exciting. Like this is absolute pandemonium to watch this person hold a basketball, especially because it looks like an orange in his hand. Like it looks like a plum Yeah, that this person's about bizarre. to eat. Like relatively speaking, when I hold an orange, it's just as big in my hand as a basketball is in his. Right. That's that's lunacy. Yeah, it his like it looks like it's too. It literally looks like the creative player that you make, where you just make him as tall as possible, and it's like a twelve foot basketball player in two K, and he's just good at everything on offense. So it looks this really crazy. He can't shop at normal stores. Like clothes don't weren't made for him. Like he's massive, and he moves 
like Silk. Like he yeah. moves as well as these kids who are, you know, six, seven, super fast and aggressive. Blah, blah, blah. Like he is, and he's so smart. Like you just yeah. watch him. You can, I can see plays ahead if he's out on the court. Because you see him start doing something, where is he going? And then he's in the right place every time. It's really crazy. He's, and what's scary is like, he is, in my opinion, as somebody who watched a lot of him last year before, like, you know, there was a crazy amount of hype because he's going to be in this draft. You've been talking about this kid for a couple of years. But, but, but that is to say where I was like, he has a lot of things to work on. And then yeah, he's the jump, child. the jump that he made from last year to this year, I was like, I, I don't even know if you could cap him as a talent. Like he literally has limitless potential because the, the, he made a massive leap and maybe it's just like, I think a lot of it's confidence and he was like, you know, he was in, in Europe. It's like, okay, you have all this hype, but we're not just going to let you do whatever you want. So he went to a team this year who was kind of like, eh, we'll let you uh, do whatever you want. And like, <laughs> they were smart because he's, you know, he's, it, it's, yeah, they're Truly, selling Nets 92 jerseys. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, you know, they they were broadcasting LeBron's games on ESPN when he was in high school. Right. And I guess that was the last time you could compare something like this, like Duke with Zion, maybe. But this is like, you know, the NBA is like bending the knee to get people acclimated with him because he, you know, they know he is the future of the, like... LeBron's been in the NBA for 20 years. Like, yeah, it is the year 2022 alive yet. Like in it's the year 2022. If all goes according to plan, like he will be the face of the league until 2043. Yeah. And science is only going to get better. But like, think about this. You just said something very interesting. You were like, Oh, this kid's got a long way to go. Right. When he was 17 is a year ago. Yeah. He didn't even play that many games, but what this kid has accomplished in one year is insane, but we were talking about it earlier. The person you are at 17 versus the person you are at 21 might as well not even know each other. Like, they just have similar clothes, maybe, possibly. But they're not the same person. You are a different person. So the maturity level that this kid already plays at, at 18, like 18, you remember how insufferable we both were at 18 years old? Yeah. More than we are now. Like, this kid, (laughs) oh my goodness, like, I, I can't wait to see this kid when he's 24 years old. How about this? Giannis is 27 now? Yeah, something like that. So his 25, 26-year-old season, like, that's when you watched him become a man, like, emotionally. Can you imagine this kid as a man? (laughs) Like, what is that even going to be like? It's going to be bizarre, and it's going to be, like, I I can't wait to see what team wins the prize because you have to have a strategy immediately to either be like, we are going to tear it down bare bones so we don't, put the team in like the situation that Luca's in where like he was so good immediately that you know like it's it's hard to build around him through the draft because it's you know you're going to Dallas and like people don't want to sign there or you're going to be like we need to contend immediately and you're going to go out and try to sign players because you're like we could win because he's that good so it's going to be this weird thing and like this is the situation almost that like Anthony Davis was in. He was so good that they were like, "Let's try to compete now." And they like sold. I remember their the day future. Anthony Davis was Anthony Davis was the dub the brow, and I right. remember you were talking about that in the van. When we were on tour for quite a while. Yeah, You're like dude, he he copyrighted the name the brow, like, <laughs> but that was not even close to what this kid is. Like, not even no. close. This- and and when people saw Anthony Davis, they were like, "This is the craziest thing I've ever seen." 
Yeah. And that was not this that long ago. There was, all right, um, the day I met my wife, I knew I was going to marry her. I, it took a lot of convincing, but I did it. <laughs> the day yeah. I, I saw her, I was like, that is the person I marry. Uh, there was leading up to the wedding, leading up to the birth of my children. This, and then signing the, the record deal at Universal. This might be the fifth most exciting thing that's ever happened to me as a man playing basketball. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I think about it every single day of my life. And one thing that I've been thinking about so much, it's not where he's going to wind up, which I can't wait to find out. Like, I'm just, I'm so excited. I want to know what other teams are going to do in the next two years to learn how to stop him. I think the Magic like, are trying it. They're like, we're just going to make sure everybody is 6'9 to 7 foot 3. <laughs> Hey, Bull's been unbelievable, by the way. He really is. So I I saw Bull. Bull Bull was another, he was one of these kids who was like really highly ranked and then like had like a weird uh, college year. And like, there's a lot of like intel about how like he had a kind of attitude, he was entitled and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, when I watched him, I was like, ah, he doesn't really try. And I was like kind of out. And he slipped all the way to the second round. And then I saw him play in the G League um, cause he got drafted by Denver and they didn't have their own G league team. So they shared a team. They would send their guys to the Chicago bulls G league team. Right. So he was, I went to see the Chicago bulls G league team play the long Island nets in the Nassau Coliseum and the G league, the G league, especially at this time, it was like, you just pay $5 and then you just, yeah, were there people even checking tickets? Or were they just you like, just, come. you just go hang out. <laughs> And you're like, you're just like, they literally selected me to take the shot at halftime. Cause it was, I was just there. Hey, you want to know how I know you didn't make the shot? I've never heard that story before. That's how so, I know you didn't make the shot. I, I was wide left by like a foot. It was otherwise like the distance was great. But the thing is right. that they don't tell you. And they, at least at, this is how they do it at the long Island Nets stadium. They give you street balls. Like, they don't give you the, the balls that the players use. They're like, they give you the street ball that, like, if you don't either bank it directly in or swish, there's absolutely no chance. You're a, pro, that... you're a pro weight guy. I understand. It was yeah, working yeah, against you. Get that. But anyway, Bull Bull was playing there, and I was standing courtside, like, watching him. And I was like, this is the craziest thing I have ever seen in my life. There's nothing on a basketball court that will ever be crazier than this moment where I see this man who is as fluid as he is at that height, at that length, at that weight. And that he like looked awesome. And he completely shifted my perspective on him because I saw him in person. And then Victor comes along just mere years later. And I can't even imagine what that looks like because he's taller and longer and smoother. He's literally like he's, an upgrade. He's, he's taller. And he's Michael Jordan. <laughs> like It's absolutely <laughs> one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Like, He's breaking kids' ankles at seven. Is he seven two or seven three? So he's listed at seven three, but that's in socks. And NBA players get listed, you know, at their height in shoes. He's gonna be listed but at he's seven five. Think about how all these players still have room to grow. Like yeah. what I don't even understand. There are certain plays that you see in these highlight reels where he just goes he just goes he gets him on his tippy toes a little bit to throw it down. <laughs> and it's like other players can't do that. <laughs> now, just to think how crazy it is and think about like 20 years in the future. Think about like, because you were still kind of aware of basketball at this point. Like, think of Minute Bowl. Oh, I was very think aware of, of Minute Bowl. Think of Sean Bradley. Yeah. And those guys, you know, were that height and they didn't move the way that he moves. I had a Sean Bradley t shirt because I lived in the greater Philadelphia area. <laughs> 
and he was tall. <laughs> like that's those are the two things that had to happen. I lived near it and he was tall. And I was right. like, that's amazing. And I had a shirt about it. This is this is a way, way, way different thing. I like know. immediately I'm... people like Giannis are gonna have to be like they're gonna have to get up for that game. February twelfth, the what <laughs> Lord's luckiest team comes to town and they have this kid on it. Giannis has to get up as if it's a playoff game. Like that's yeah. that's going to be crazy. I mean, the sight of Giannis is crazy enough, and then it's 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 the whole thing's crazy. To to kind of bring it back, we're gonna run through your top ten before we close this Thank off. You. you had Dylan Mitchell at ten, you had Casey Wallace at nine, Derek Whitehead at eight, Nick Smith Jr. at seven, Cam Whitmore at six, Asar Thompson at five, Jarris Walker at four, Amen Thompson at three, Scoot Henderson at two, Victor at one, and that is a completely rational big board top ten. I didn't embarrass the franchise. You're saying yeah the. I, I'm literally shocked, just so you know, because I legitimately, um, I had heard that there were twins who were very good, and I, yeah, I was in Victor and Scoot. I literally had never heard any of these other players in my life. I'm aware. You told you me did. two weeks ago that Jarius would, uh, Jarius would grow up to be my favorite player, <laughs> which is and, true. Jarius is my favorite player. Yeah, I think when you do your your FanDuel thing, and I'm assuming uh, the Houston Cougars will be there. I think it'll be a really exciting time. Uh, for you to see him in person. Well, this is an excellent uh, foray into the college and uh, minor because they're professional. Also, what do you call yeah. that? Uh, yeah, we'll call it the the majors and the minors. It's so, been excellent, like just getting there, uh, an entrance into it. It's been wonderful. So um, let's sign off because you know we're running at like hour fifteen, hour twenty right now, and tell the people where they could find your boys and all that, all that stuff, and if you have anything coming up with that. It's your boys and it's spelt dumb. Y-A apostrophe B-O-Y-Z. It's all one word. I don't know how to explain that, but it's something that we decided on a while ago and run with it. <laughs> but it's called you boys. Uh, we got songs coming out uh, this spring. We have songs out now. We are the official song of college football on ESPN. So you've heard us before, whether you wanted to or not. That's yeah. been for the last three years. <laughs> we did it. Because uh, you know, we had music out before we had music out, I guess. And uh, I'm Joe Pending on all social things and even Twitter as long as it's still there. Um, so thank you for letting me do this. I had a great time. I also had a great time. I appreciate it. This was a, like I said, at the top, I was like, could go off the rails. I think it could have gone worse. We get the relatively close to the rails for something. I had absolutely no idea what I was talking about. Pretty cool. Yeah. But again, I think it's a fun exercise because, you know, for the people that actually like the draft and are listening to this, like, this is what your friends are going to sound like, but probably like less like <laughs> your in, friends are going to sound like idiots. And like, they might not even have the intel on Jarris that I have. Right. Like they like they might sound worse. So, you know, it's we're early because the draft isn't for another six months. Um, so you have some time before your friends are idiots in the group chat and annoying you. But you know, this is what it sounds like. Let me sign off one more time, ready? Um, I hope all your friends are dumber than me. I'm Joe Gossman. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> And I'm Corey Talbot. You can find me at uh, NoSealingsNBA.com. Uh, I wrote about Marcus Sasser, Jarris Walker's teammate this week, and uh, chopped up clips of him doing really fun things on a basketball court and NBA players doing really fun things on a basketball court and uh, kind of compared him to guys like Tyrese uh, Maxey and Jordan Poole and guys like that. So go read that. Uh, again, it's free. You just subscribe and then it's free. And you can rate and review this podcast. Uh, we have... Deep Dives coming on tomorrow with Nick Agar Johnson, which I will be on talking about this Marcus Sasser piece that I wrote. Um, so listen to that as well. And then we have the Tylers on Thursday and Friday. And uh, that's it. Done it again.
Congratulations. We'll see you guys next time.